This is the Welcome to Perth podcast, showcasing the stories behind our events, entertainment and lifestyle. These are the stories of how they came to be and what the future has in coming. Hello viewers and listeners to the next episode of Welcome to Perth Catch-Ups. Uh, I've got two, uh, two superstars with me today, actually. Uh, feeling very privileged to be sitting in the company of the great Eric Powell and we've got Carl Cox. Uh, I don't think they need much of an introduction uh, from a music perspective, but the boys are over here. They've got three shows uh, happening uh, Saturday, actually, which is today when you'll be listening. Uh, Saturday Out of the Court, which is sold out, and then they've got another one, which is Pure, and that's going to be at Metro City, and then a third show, which is also Pure Edition number two, which is at, uh, it's actually the Old Capital, so Magnet House uh, and Amplifier Bar, as well as Edison. So um, looking forward to seeing you boys uh, yeah, do your thing shortly, but uh, yeah. I've heard you're, uh, you've just been down to Margaret River. How are we? Yeah, well, I'm great. Oh, yeah, pretty chilled and relaxed, actually. <laughs> it's you've nice down there. Got, uh, you've been over here for the last couple of weeks. Uh, so, obviously, over from Melbourne. So, yeah. uh, I've sent a lot of love to uh, our Melbourne friends. Um, how's, uh, how's the last two weeks been? It's been great. Well, we had to get uh, early because uh, Melbourne went into a shutdown. And when we found out that was going to happen, we jumped on a plane, got here two weeks early, right? and, then, um, and then decided to go down to Margaret River. Tough place to have to Tough. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. spend a bit of time. That's what we were saying to people, weren't we? Yeah. It was, oh my God, we've got to get in the market. <laughs> the, the stress work. of it all. It's, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing though, because I really have heard a lot about the Margaret River, especially with the wineries down there and the beaches, of course, and, and, and the, the surf that's down there as well. You know, it's, it, you know, people always talk about these things, but when you actually go there and you actually see it for what it actually is, now you know the reason why people drive all the way down when they get to Perth to Margaret River, because it's not, it's not just down the road. Some people go, yeah, it's just down the road. Actually, no, it's a four-hour drive. For, Danbury, for WA, you know. that is just down the road. <laughs> you know, it's just down the road. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, just keep driving, you'll find it. Uh, no, no, no. It, it, it's, it's definitely, definitely um, it's a trip, you know, at the end of the day. But once you get down there, then you understand why it's so beloved by everybody. Because it's a different, complete different world to being here in the city at absolutely 100%. And of course the wineries, the food, the people, the attitude. Life slows down there, you know. I, I get, you know, being up in the city, you're like, yeah, yeah, we get this done, let's go, let's go, whoa, we go party, woo. You get out of Margaret River, you just go, oh man. Everything shuts down by like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. If you book a restaurant down there, you know, you think, oh, 8, 30, 9 o'clock, we'll rock up. No. <laughs> It's dead, it's over, it's done. That's in the week. In the weekends, it may be 9 o'clock, you know, they might, 9.30 is like... They're Whoop. sweeping you out at 9.30. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, oh, <laughs> okay. They're going to get surfing the next morning. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I love that's that. Right. It's, a very, it's very endearing, I have to say. Mm. So I imagine your schedules have calmed down a little bit because you normally wouldn't be able to have, um, I guess, take as much time right, yeah, off. Yeah. So you have positives um, in, a, in a pretty yeah. tough, tough last 18 months. Yeah, without COVID, we probably wouldn't have got to Margaret River. We'd have flew into Perth, done the gigs and flew out again. I went to Margaret River 19 years ago and every year I've been intending to go back. Even this time when we were driving up there, it was like, and it was a three and a half hour drive, saying, is this, is it a good idea? Is this? And then we got there and it was incredible. We've got a couple of friends there as well. So Ben Stratton, uh, the oh, Hawthorne. Oh, yeah, the Hawthorne. So, family. yeah, he took us to Fishbone. Fishbone. Yeah, which is the Japanese for lunch. It was great, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. 
Yeah, the, you've got a nice bit of grass and you're looking out at the yeah, vineyards. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, but you know what's really interesting though? As soon as you go out on the grass, you've got this massive mobile tower. <laughs> I don't think they can move that. It, I don't think they can. It looks so out of sorts. You go, oh, this is really old. Need some greenery. If you look at your phone, you're going, you only still got fee bars. <laughs> <laughs> come that on, was man. The disappointing thing. You're obviously not cheating. with Telstra. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the big Telstra ones now. Yeah, there. it's amazing, but true. Uh, that's the thing in WA. You got to, you know, you got to fill up at, at five o'clock. You got to make sure you fill up at petrol stations. You got to really plan for these big trips. <laughs> uh, so now, talk to me. Um, how long have you guys been friends for? Wow. Are we friends? Yeah, well, I, I <laughs> thought so. How long have you been associates for? You see how he paused there? Oh, uh, I don't know. No, he's got to be... No, no, 89? 88, 89, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, Carl, you signed um, Eric on, on your label, is that correct? Yeah, so I had a management company called uh, Ultimatum, uh, Ultimate uh, Music Management, and, um, and I signed Eric to uh, my management company. Um, for being one of the greatest DJs I've ever heard. I am his friend. I am his friend. But apart from that, you know, he, you know, his record label, Bush Records, um, that's how we basically met and came together. Um, he was, you know, at the time we were living in, I was living in Brighton on the south coast in the UK, and, and, uh, and Eric used to come down and kind of service me with his new music coming out, and I loved nearly, nearly every single one of those yeah, records yeah. that he, he put out. And, and as you can imagine, he's got an extensive catalogue of Bush Records still today, putting music out based on his love for, for the, that sound. And, and for me, you know, it married both elements by the music he's putting out with Bush Records and his DJing abilities. And for me, uh, his attitude towards DJing and everything was, was perfect fit for, for uh, uh, our company at that particular time. And yeah, out of all the DJs we had, I think he was probably the third or fourth most booked DJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, through our company at that particular time. So he's very popular. Busy, yeah. busy schedule. Yeah, he was a very popular man you know, at that I time. I couldn't have done it with, without him, really. But my history with Carl was the, um, I was in Manchester. I'm from Manchester and I was in Manchester. And Carl, this, there was posters all over town. And it was a Damsky. Was it a Damsky? Yeah, a Damsky. Yeah. And uh, Carl Cox's Three Deck Wizard. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> three Deck Wizard, what's going on? You know? And then we went to the gig and then he had his three decks and he was, and so I think there was, there's been a mutual appreciation uh, from both of us looking at it, looking in, you know, and I've seen Carl, Carl's always been uh, a top of the bill DJ, even if he wasn't placed top of the bill. And uh, it was great when he asked me to join the uh, agency, he was great, man. Yeah. It was, uh, that was another injection into my career. Yeah. And then fast forward now, you're obviously doing events together, the mobile disco, how did, how did yeah. that come about? So the mobile disco, I, um, I'll give you the long, the, the longish. So in uh, 2005, the bottom fell out of the music industry. And, um, and so I had to find, so I'd given up DJing at that point and was focusing on the record label. Then when the uh, industrial, uh, sorry, the uh, digital revolution came along, you know, the, uh, it was, uh, having a record label was really, really tough. So I started to work at a winery and do the PR and marketing for a winery. We had to go, well, they asked me to go and look at all the local wineries, check out what tough, they were doing. Tough, tough job. It was, it was hard. It was really hard. And then he came with me, you know. We'd go, for, <laughs> we'd go for lunches. And then we ended up going to this particular uh, winery or restaurant that was in a winery called Stillwater. And the chef there, um, Zach Poulier. Poulier. 
Um, he used to work in the UK at a Michelin star restaurant. And he came out and he used to go to a club called Club UK. And so he knew us and we started to talk. It was a fantastic place. And we decided to do one party, which was called the Mobile Disco, because that nobody expected us to do a mobile disco, generally do a mobile disco. It was for 100 people, 100, 150 people. And then fast forward 10 years and we're playing to 10,000 people. So it grew exponentially, didn't it? It was friends and family. We've never uh, done any posters as such. And it's, uh, it's, it's always been the people that have been to the event invited more people and that invited more people. And these genuinely, they're this six degrees of separation. And uh, people have an investment in it, don't mm. they? So that's how the mobile disco grew. And this is our first mobile disco in Perth. We've never done one before. And it's sold out. And it's sold out. We, you did try to do it uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, COVID, you, you guys flew over here. And yep. then on the Friday, so the day before the show, uh, snap lockdown. So we got, we got here on Thursday, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And then I'll let you yeah. carry on with this. Yeah, so, you know, me turning up uh, to, to do this was like really exciting because we just haven't played for many months, you know, and, and, haven't, and, and also to leave Melbourne at that particular time to go to Perth was like, oh my God, <laughs> we're actually making a trip. Yep. This is just surreal. And we landed and there's no masks. We, we came down to the town, we were kissing babies, high-fiving <laughs> everybody, everyone's skipping around, you know. We're, you know, enjoying life, you know, enjoying the sun, going out on our walks, you know, down at the foreshore. It's just fantastic. And then we're watching the news and it's like, oh, we're going to snap lockdown and everything's shut for the weekend. We're like, you just can't write this stuff. No, so we, you know, we were in the hotel, a nice hotel and everything, but we didn't come in to be snap locked down. We mm. came here because everyone really needed a really good party, you know, to, to know based on what we do. And, and, you know, the emphasis on that was so amazing because as I was walking around, people were just running in the streets. Thank you for coming. Mm. It's just great. I can't wait for your party the weekend. And you could just tell after all the months that, that we've had this regime, that this is going to be probably the first party on the planet mm. <laughs> to, to, to be, to be uh, uh, kind of enjoyed based on what's going on in our lives. And I think it was something like six or seven hours before we were going to open the doors to that event that we got the snap lockdown. So that was it. And then we literally had to leave after four days. We, we had a COVID um, uh, uh, test. We couldn't leave here unless we had a COVID test, you know, based on what the results were. It was a negative. And then we were able to leave Perth to go to Darwin based on the, the events that we were doing there. And, uh, and with that, they had all the information where we'd been, the contact trace and everything was fine. And then we had an amazing party in Darwin. But we knew that we had to come back to Perth. So you're all, in, you're all in the car together with Warwick and calling yeah. booking agents and venues to, to, to make it all happen. To, and you've yeah. done well to, to you know, really push it only what, five weeks later. Yeah. Here you are. We wanted oh, to make sure, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people didn't believe. They thought, well, that was it. You know, that was your window. Normally would be your window, only window to, to come over, especially here in Perth. I mean, it's... Not exactly down the road from anywhere. Is it? You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, just come back next week, you'll be fine. The most isolated city in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah you so. know, and we were able to come back. So everyone was like well positive on keeping hold of their mm. ticket, uh, believing that we were going to come back. But can you imagine mm. the day before we were going to leave, uh, Melbourne's going to go into that <laughs> lockdown. So we're leaving Melbourne and he's going to go, he ain't coming back. You know what I mean? Or we're not coming back. And, but we managed to get out before that happened. But not only that, we, we kind of got out, we got to Adelaide. 
and then they said, okay, no worries. And then, then after two hours of being in Adelaide, they, they, they closed the borders <laughs> and we got to Perth and it's like, oh yeah, you know, no worries. Okay, you're in. We had to get a COVID test before we even left the, the grounds of the airport. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, and they said, okay, you need, wherever you're going, you need to isolate so for a couple of days until you got the results. Get, yep. And we got the results and they shut the borders down here as well. So we're, we really were lucky, lucky enough to yeah, be yeah. here. But we, do, we did have to take nearly two weeks out of our life to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we had to basically go, okay, well, what are we going to do while we're here? So, well, apart from we're in a recording studio right now, making some music, um, have an opportunity to go to the Margaret River and spend some time there and just really enjoy the aspect of what that's all about too. And we're going to hear some shrilling going on We can on hear there, a bit of guitar, the boys are just going for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so we're in, um, we set up a little mobile studio, mini mobile studio in uh, Margaret River as well. So it wasn't just going to restaurants and, and sightseeing. We did some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can claim that on tax. You That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, right. The ATO doesn't actually listen to this. No, it's, not, it's my wife that I'm worried about. We worked really, really hard. Now I've heard uh, it might be her birthday on Sunday. It are, is. are you going to be back in Melbourne for, for that? I'll get back on Monday. Okay. But fortunately, I'd bought a card and a present and I've left Very it. Very good. Going. Very good. So if, he, if you're watching that, happy birthday and I love you. <laughs> happy birthday. Eric, are you the the one that dragged Carl to actually move here? Uh, I wouldn't say, well... 99, you, you, you moved here in 90, 2004? Uh, 2004, yeah, so yeah. 99, 2004. I arrived New Year's Day 1999, and um, and in coming to Australia, a lot of it had to do with Carl. So we um, I, we had the opportunity of coming. I asked Carl, and he's you'd already been coming for, yeah, yeah. How many, for a number of years, hadn't you? Yeah, 15, well, probably about 14, 15 years before yeah, that. Yeah, so, so. He, uh, he recommended... Coming, he said there was no problem in uh, coming to Australia and I'd enjoy it. So I was supposed to come for a year. Uh, 21 years later. It happens a lot to yeah. UK people. <laughs> Just yeah. a, a quick little we're holiday, here, yeah. working holiday. Yeah, and then, and then we stayed. We've had two kings while we've been here. My, well, my girlfriend at the time is now my wife. I think we got married in November 1998. Well, no, sorry, V. I know we got married in <laughs> November 1998. And then arrived New Year's Day 1999. And um, I've pledged and I'm a citizen and I've had two kids, so I've done everything I can for Australia. And, and off, off camera, actually, he yeah. did say soccer. Uh, he's a soccer oh, coach, no. not football. So I, I can confirm he is Australian. <laughs> Stitched out there. That's right, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and so, Carl, I heard you had your, um, your favourite car shipped over here. So that's when Eric knew that, all right, he's actually serious. He, he, he's he's going to... Yeah, that. so I, I bought this uh, Mercedes 560 SEC. Um, very beautiful car, 1989 two-door two sports coupe. Um, and I basically bought that car in 1996 and, um, and it was a car that I basically was going up and down the country just doing raves in. So the car, you know, this was associated with me and I couldn't leave it at home at the end of the day. So I shipped it over here as, as, my, as my car um, for historically, historic reasons. And um, it still looks the same, drives the same as it ever was. And in fact, it's actually worth a bit more money here than anywhere else. So, <laughs> so I was quite fortunate to be able to bring up such an example. But it's um, fantastic to be able to still drive that car as a part of my own inimitable history. And uh, 2013, you started your own motorsport company. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, it kind of had this opportunity to, uh, to start, off, start up something else out of what I like in the sense of hobby and um, sidecar racing in New Zealand 
as well, I had an opportunity to support a sidecar racing team there. Beautiful place which, to uh, be. Yeah, which, yeah, which um, uh, a place called Tauranga, of where uh, the the whole kind of Coles motorsport is set up, and and from that I went on to two sidecars, uh, to two solo bikes uh, that we race in New Zealand, and then I started to in Australia to have um, solo bikes racing at the Phillip Island Classics. And then he went on from that to having uh, solar bikes supported and cyclone racing at the Isle of Man TT. So it was really... Have you had many, many wins? Uh, yeah, actually yeah. we had um, uh, four wins on, on a cycle, uh, sorry, three wins on solo bikes with Michael, Dun Michael Dunlop. Yeah. And, uh, and we've had two wins with sidecars uh, on, the, on, on, the, on third and the second spots. And, um, and we had two top 10 entries. And so, so is the plan to go global with, with this it, company? Well, it, it's kind of like the only thing that will take it global is me with my own, with my own uh, drag car racing team that I have now uh, collated. And I've been basically working towards eventually taking the team to the UK, um, Europe, and possibly back to the US and, and take my car back to the US and race those guys there with, with my car. Yeah. But, you know, they do this as a job. I, mine is just a hobby. You know, they're in their cars in every weekend racing where I'm kind of sporadic in that, yeah, in that way. Yeah. But still, you know, creating good times, uh, quick times with my cars. I've got two drag cars here in Australia that I basically race. I'm looking to come to Perth at some point with my drag car. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's, it's big here as well. What's, what's, your, what's your quickest time? So the fastest kind of quickest time I've been is 5.9 seconds at uh, 251 mile an hour, quarter mile. So Warwick, Warwick's here off camera at the moment, but um, next time you book these gentlemen, you're gonna have to also book maybe a race as well. That's <laughs> yeah, gonna be right. part, of the, part of the contract. So hobby for you, Carl, and yeah. what about you, Eric? What, my what, hobby? What, what, do you, what do you do outside, outside of music? You know, what's, what's your passion? Music is my passion. I'm really lucky that my passion and my career is music. So it's more or less 100%. And then family. What would you say is the only thing else? I love sports. Yeah. Absolutely. You soccer. Know, I go to you any... love soccer. <laughs> football. I love football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soccer. But I love all sports. Uh, I really, really uh, love AFL as well. Yeah. So I'll go to uh, quite a few games. But, you know, music's my, it's, it's everything, you know, all different types of music. And that's one of the reasons why Carl and I managed to be able to do Pure, which is a techno-focused event, and then do the mobile disco, which is just guilty pleasures, isn't mm. it? Everything from reggae to drum and bass to jazz to funk, and then house, you know, later on. So, yeah, you know, there's not much room in there apart from music. Yeah. And then family, you know. And coaching. Coaching. And coaching, I yeah. coached my kid, but he sacked me. I coached my son for a while. He did the manager he got me. sacked. Yeah, yeah, he sacked me. He said, Dad, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Too embarrassing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and so I haven't coached this. It was a few years ago now, but we won a few games. You came, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. And so you guys have been coming to Perth for years. So yeah. uh, first time you came to Perth, 99? It was probably 99, yeah, yeah. yeah. And probably. for you, Carl? Yeah, I think it's a bit earlier than that. Um, uh, I can't remember exactly. Do you remember when I first came? Was, was it not? Yeah, yeah it was we got, we got Doctor, Doctor Packer, Doctor Packer off, off, yeah. off camera as well. Just um, he can confirm. <laughs> That's right. Ninety-two. Fremantle Passenger Terminal. Wow. That that was a uh, one of the parties that I I mentally scarred by. <laughs> why, why is that? Um, to see a passenger, you know, you know, uh, uh, ship come come in. 
and with all these people just looking over the top, thinking, what the hell's going on down there? And I'm DJing away, and everyone's still jacking the house and just going mad. And I was like, oh my God, I don't think we're ever going to see that ever again anywhere. You just saw this ship come, this cruise ship, uh, go like this, block out all whatever sun that was going on. And these people just watch us going, what is going on? I'm thinking, wow, that, that's an entrance to Perth, that is. <laughs> well, welcome to Perth. And so, and what time was that? Uh, that would probably would have been about seven o'clock in the morning yep. by that time. We were told to stop the music now because people are coming in and, and we all need to go home. You know? yeah, so everyone was going well at Yeah, that it was going really well still. Yeah. And so, Eric, you've, you've, um, all those years you've been coming back to Perth, you, you would have seen a change a fair bit. You're staying at the Ritz-Carlton at the moment? Staying at the Ritz-Carlton. That, uh, that old, uh, is it Elizabeth Keys? Elizabeth, oh, Elizabeth Key, yeah. Elizabeth Keys, yeah, he's incredible. You know, he's, uh, you can see it as a, a major tourist destination. But the amount of people that are walking, riding bikes and running, it's, I think people use it as a, as a help, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, a great yeah. loop. And we've enjoyed it. I mean, mm. that's where we got stuck when we had to, um, when we had to isolate. Mm. So it wasn't a bad place to be stuck, but good, at the same good, time. Good view. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then we came back and we're back at the Ritz-Carlton, aren't we? Mm. Well, all the many years I've been coming to Perth, I've always stayed at the Duxton Hotel. Yeah. And, uh, and had many great memory, memories yeah. of being in that hotel, especially with the big day out crew. Yeah. Um, and, and where I am in the Ritz Colton, you can see the Duxton. I'm just like, ah, walls can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want them to talk, though? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it was of the time. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do that, uh, that interview number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we may have to change the names to protect the innocent. <laughs> and so uh, I know you went to a restaurant um, the, other, the other night as well. Uh, which one was that one? So in uh, uh, Margarivo's at Mickey's uh, yeah. Japanese restaurant. Yep. Now, when, when he got booked, a friend of ours booked it and uh, said, yeah, yeah, we're going to go to Japanese. I'm like, yeah, you know, sushi, sashimi, some dragon rolls and that sort of stuff. Forget about it. It is so high-end, uh, so delicate uh, in, its, in its, its taste. And, and, and they explain every single dish that, that we were given and everything. It was an experience beyond belief, actually. Mm. Probably one of the best Japanese meals I've ever had outside of Japan. I agree. Um, yeah. It was phenomenal, actually. We wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. Uh, but we went to Mori's. Uh, Mori's is a tapas, which was yep. very um, uh, Spanish, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was, it was, it was really was, Spanish. It was like being in Spain. It was really like being there. with every, All the dishes that came out, staff was fantastic. It's so funny going around, actually, in, in, in Margaret River, because you could tell all the people that they kind of like, oh, Cockox is here, you know? <laughs> right. And they're all trying to be like, oh, yes, Carl, well, this is blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, <laughs> mate. And then after they finish, I'm like, oh, Carl, Carl's in picture. <laughs> Can I get it all? Get the kitchen out. Ooh, ch -ch -ch. You know, it's, it's incredible how it's they... Just got to keep it together. Keep how, it together. Trying to keep it together where it flips. But it's really endearing, you know. Everywhere we went, it was, we were really, really... Uh, people were pleased to see us mm. because we don't, they know that we've made the trip but also by what they want you to experience and enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I felt that that was the, the very thing that was amazing. The, the tuck shop was probably the first place we went to. Yeah, so we arrived, yeah, tuck shop the, the was the first shop. place we went to. Went to the uh, Cullen Winery for yeah. a lunch. Yeah, beautiful Cullen, spot. And, uh, no, and um, no big antenna there Not at Cullen? Not no, 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 that we could see. see. <laughs> <laughs> could see yeah. And that was, and there, there was a guy there at the Cullen, uh, there, Sommelier. Uh, sommelier. Yeah, he, sommelier. Um, he was from Spain. He was Spanish, and he had a he had a sweatshirt yeah. from 
I mean, it looked like he wore it when he was 11, right? Yeah. It looked like, and he brought it with him, and he must have had it for, well, he's got to have had it for, what, 15 years? Yeah, a long, long time, 15 yeah. 15 years, and he brought it in and asked Carl to sign, uh, it. To sign it, yeah, which was... Uh, we were like, we're in the Margaret River, and never mind, we call one, and there's this space T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, That's fantastic. Any yeah, yeah. He was just going there every day, just waiting and just yeah. hoping. Yeah. Yeah. One we, day we, he's got to come, yes. Who's here? Yeah. So it was to the Cullen, and then where else? We went to um, oh, Fish Barn, which was fantastic. Which was a really nice well night. We don't want to miss anyone out, because every, everywhere we went was fantastic, yeah. and the food was great, and the people were great. And the white elephant. White elephant. White, white, white and white you guys are elephant. foodies as well. You do? You? Uh, yeah, we yeah. like our food, as you can tell. We're bought and paid for. And so what's your, what's your favourite uh, nightclub in Perth that you've been to? Uh, well, I think uh, it's got to be Geisha Bar. Really. Geisha, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You know, big, and big it's been around, shout out to uh, Warwick, who's off camera, but that's not the reason why we're <laughs> he's, ho- that. he's currently holding a gun, yeah, yeah. actually. <laughs> you can't see him on... on. That's right, that's always shaking my But he must have had uh, everybody play at that yeah. place. You know, it's incredible. Yeah, when it's our first institution. Game, how long, you, if you don't mind, if yeah, how long have you had it, uh, Geisha Bar? 10 years. All right, so because I remember 99, Warwick said, is when he's uh, been managing and has owned it for the last 10. Because yeah. uh, uh, there was a, a promoter called Jeremy Junk, who unfortunately isn't yeah, around anymore. Yeah. And Jeremy took me down there. He probably would have been in uh, 99, 2000. Yeah. <laughs> now, we always like to uh, wrap up the, the interview with your biggest highlight. So it can be music or it can be, it can be in life. In um, Perth or just no, in general? No, no, just in general. Now, I haven't given you guys any, any pre-warning, and, <laughs> no, it is, no, no, and no. it is a big question, but yeah. I always like to hit people with when it's raw, so it's the I'll first thing that, that that's things to mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm yeah, well, we, if you can imagine, there's been a million highlights. I suppose, you know, one of my highlights, especially in music and my own performance, was when I performed at uh, Berlin's uh, Love Parade, around about 94, 95, 95, 96, over to 1.8 million people. Wow. Now this is something to behold when you when you actually see that amount of people. How does that physically work? Um, <laughs> so you have all these trucks with sound systems on, and about I think it's about maybe 30 of them, and they all have a, a microwave link to the centre point of the Brandenburg Gate, and uh, and where we were DJing from that link to all the trucks all around the area. So they had all the same music. There's a slight delay on everything, but wherever you was, you heard the music from where the DJ was playing, you know, from the monument. And, um, when, and when you look out and you see all these people in, uh, in the area of, of the park, it's just a phenomenal sight to see. And you can see that on YouTube. I mean, you know, to, to, to have that many people. I mean, look, I came from a very small area called Carshorton in, in Surrey. And, um, you know, I was doing weddings and birthday parties, school discos, and now here I am to 1.8 million people <laughs> where Hitler used to march his troops, you know. Crazy. You know, you know uh, playing uh, uh, electronic dance music. Or Just a little bit of a different vibe. It was really to behold to see that, you know. They were hanging on to my every record. Uh, one of my records, actually, I played there was uh, Devil, yeah, Devil Devil Fish, yeah. uh, Man Alive. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah I've um, seen it. And I played that to, to the crowd there. And, Pretty pitched up actually. I yeah. think it was that like 145 BPM, you know, just like really giving it to them. <laughs> but it was a yeah, definite moment, and nothing tops that at, yeah. at all. But there's a, there's a there's a meme, meme or whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, yeah. Have, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah. have you seen have you seen where it's got um, Donald Trump? It's got Donald Trump yeah, uh, his inauguration. Barack Obama. So Donald Trump is hardly anyone there. Yeah. Barack Obama. There's more people there. Uh, yeah. And then the Carl, then Carl Cox in Berlin. <laughs> then it's here. <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna find the YouTube of it and I'll put that in the show the show yeah. like, the it, show it episode incredible. notes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So while that's been going on, I've started two and forgotten about one already. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so there was one. Can I give you two? You can. Can we'll, I give we'll, you two? We'll allow. Like, so there was uh, one's from a DJing point of view, and and then after DJing for a while, I started to uh, tour a couple of bands. So, the DJing is um, Bondi Beach, yeah. 1999 into 2000. He's probably got an extra story, which I'll let, I'll let him tell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, coming from the UK and playing on Bondi Beach, and I think it was 16,000 people, it was just it's iconic and incredible. And at that stage, we thought we were going back. My wife and I thought we were going back to the UK. And I kind of turned around to somebody, I don't know if he was in, I said, if I never DJ again, you know, this moment is just absolutely fantastic. So that, that's an Australian highlight. And then another highlight from touring is I toured Chic and we did the uh, Opera House. And now Rogers and Chic and uh, going backstage at the Opera House, being on stage, it was just it's incredible. And again, coming to Australia and being able to put on a sold out show, uh, such an iconic place was incredible. So they're my two, mm. uh, two highlights. But if, if I just let very you good Australian highlights so too. Well, ex- well done. <laughs> you, you added that for extra points, didn't you? <laughs> so, uh, and he's probably got a little bit of an extra story about the Bondi Beach 1999 show. Yeah. So, so the whole thing about the Millennium, the white 2K uh, scenario, things was gonna planes gonna fall out of the sky, you know, everything's gonna reset to zero and all this sort of stuff. And here we are with technology, waiting for it to happen. And it didn't, of course, you yeah. know. Um, so we saw, I saw 2000 in um, with Eric, we were there at the time at Sydney, at the Pavilion at Sydney. And, um, and then I played for three hours, then jumped on a Qantas flight, flew across the Dateline and landed in 1999. So my passport's got like, <laughs> stamped 2000 from Sydney. And then when I got to Hawaii, Stamped 1999, <laughs> and it was like 7:30 in the evening to go and do it all over again. So I think I'm the only, one of the only artists to have actually uh, done two separate New Year's Eve parties. You rewound time. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Two different places, <laughs> and they were both as mad as mad as the box of frogs. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it was also uh, it was going out through via satellite through BBC Radio One. Mm. So so I was one of the DJs to see the the, the, the Millennium in, and one of the DJs to see the Millennium out. Mm. After, after 24 hours. You're so. probably the only DJ to do yeah. two New Year's Eves in one, in one go. Yeah. No. And that was 21 years ago. Yeah, love it. It's incredible. We we're still able to talk about it. It's such a penalty. <laughs> but it happened, yeah. Uh, well, you guys are the heroes in house music. And I mean, on the, on the radio, it's um, yeah, your household names to people that you know, aren't even into their, their house music or disco music. So what is your advice to up and coming DJs? Because I imagine a lot of, a lot of um, young boys and girls come up to you and, and they're just starting yeah. DJing. Uh, what would you say to them? Um, as a little bit of word of advice about you know what what to do and maybe what not to do. You just gotta love it, right? It's not. A, I think one of the things that are missing from some DJs is that they assume that we started playing to ten thousand people and we didn't. We were doing, like you said, you were doing weddings and I was probably I think where I made my name at the Zap was yeah. probably about three. The capacity was 300, 400 people a, a maximum. So there's nothing wrong with starting at the ground. Uh, on the ground and uh, you know uh, honing that craft and then moving forward but love it whatever you do love it yeah and I, and I think you know music is a passion you know end of the day and and you have to follow your passion and follow and follow what what you believe in by what you're doing it doesn't matter what sound it is as long as you believe in it and 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 you have a passion to basically uh, deliver what what you feel 
the end of the day. Music is about feeling in the end of the day. I mean, we all can understand that if you make a particular certain sound, you might fall into a, uh, a situation where you might get recognised by what you do. But the thing is, it, it's, it really is it's down to how you feel about everything. And, and we play music from the heart, always, you know, it, the first and foremost. And that's the thing that's kind of got us through everything. Even the pandemic, we're still <laughs> playing right. music from the heart, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's because it's, it's within us. I mean, I've been involved in music for over 40 years. And, and I still love it still today, even not more and more. I mean, we were driving back from uh, the Margaret River and put us a drum and bass, and I'm just like, like <laughs> yeah. drive, just yeah. like, like, Eric, check this out. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. talking, drive. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but listen to this break, you know. You know, I mean, that's crazy that we still have that energy passion, and yeah, passion yeah, for awesome. it. And that's, that's what I, I feel that, you know, some people who make it, who have that passion, and, and the ones that don't, um, uh, it's really hard for, for people to, to fake passion, mm. you know, and if you fake it, you don't make it, basically. And long term as well. You, you yeah. know, people can put on a front for so long, but mm. eventually, yeah, the, the real people that are doing what they truly yeah. love yeah, yeah, does yeah. come out. Yeah, 100%. So, well, you've got two sold out shows. So there's a thir the third show that's uh, close to selling out. I'll put the maybe the link to that show, cool, which yeah. is at Magnet House. Um, so I'll put that in the show notes um, for anyone that wants to go down and see these two absolute legends um, here in Perth because... Who knows when we'll next be able to, uh, to get them here. Ho hopefully yeah, things are all clear next year. Yeah. Yeah. We won't get into that topic. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you Thank on the you. show. And yeah, thanks yeah. for coming down. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Been a good chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>